Welcome to the eSuccess Methods Podcast with Jacob and Aaron, your weekly dose of tips and tricks to achieve excellent performance in your business and career. Join us as we explore deeper into the practical world of Lean, Six Sigma, project management, and design thinking. In this episode number 182, Jacob and I ease back into podcasting after a long break, answering some top Lean Six Sigma questions from Quora. If you're just tuning in for the first time, find all our back episodes on our podcast, Table of Contents, at esuccess-methods.com. If you like this episode, be sure to click the like link in the show notes. It's easy. Just tap our logo, click, and you're done. Tap, click, done. Here we go. We have hit a point in our podcast where I'd like to open up the box. I mean, there's obviously Lean and Six Sigma, Operational Excellence, or any kind of continuous improvement. I, I feel that our listeners can or have more content or contributions to provide us and maybe even enlighten some of the listeners on how they feel about certain topics, just not what we think about those things. So if we could get a brave soul willing to come on the podcast, would love to hear of unique ways that people have used maybe a different tool, best practice, or even better, a lesson learned from maybe a poor execution of a tool. Go to our website, www.esuccess-methods.com. Click on the button that says call for content. Let us know what you'd like to share. Hey, Jacob, how are you? I'm great, Aaron. How are you doing? Check it by. I'm doing fantastic. Every time we <laughs> get back together, it's always the same thing. Long time, no talk, except this time, really long time. I know. It seems like it, right? What, three months, three and a half months now that I look when I last recorded something with you? Right. Yeah, pretty much. May, so May, May 25th. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the listeners have been enjoying, hopefully, uh, a lot of reruns uh, uh, and some uh, of the stuff that we did uh you know, before you left, because we, we built up a bit of a catalog before you left as well. True, true, true. So we're going to try to ease back into this with uh, some things that are a little bit light. So I've gone to Quora, which I've never really gone before. You ever been on Quora before? No, I have not been in Quora before. Have I've you heard, heard of it. You've heard of it. So I guess it's just a big question and answer forum sort of place. It's the first time I really have been on it. I've heard of other podcasters going there to answer questions about engineering and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I might as well go on there, see what kind of questions there are. So I've mined a bunch of questions from Quora, and I thought we'd just kind of answer them on the podcast. Totally. Sounds good. Uh, we'll, so there's a big list here. I think we'll we'll do is just sort of pick randomly and um, whichever one you want to look at. So any of these pop out as one to tackle first? Let's just go down the list. All right. Well, this is a big one. <laughs> is Lean Six Sigma still relevant? I think so. I mean, it depends on what you're trying to look for. I think many organizations, at least from what I'm hearing, have probably rebranded themselves from just Lean Six Sigma because it's become a lot more integrated between change management and project management and continuous improvement, all those things into one bucket. Mm -hmm. So teams specifically might not be calling themselves the, the Lean Six Sigma team or the quality team, but I think... For what the material contains, I personally feel it's still very relevant. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and people, a lot of companies are trying to figure out how to rebrand themselves. They've gone through, they, they almost don't even use continuous improvement anymore. They try for terms like operational excellence, process excellence. Um, recent one I saw was business excellence, and then there's business transformation. So they're all trying to come up with some more holistic sort of terms that aren't so buzzwordy. Uh, and these are especially in organizations where Lean Six Sigma is a completely foreign sort of term, so it doesn't fit so well. Excellent. 
I do think it is losing its relevance among the big-timey consultants, though. You know, the ones that come in, they charge a whole heck of a lot of money, and they, they promise the world. I think they may have tapped out, you know, that a lot of that market already. So I agree. I think the the methodologies, they're, they're not going to expire, but the, the sexiness and the, the ease at which it, it can be sold to large companies um, and the, the promise, the, the promise is, is gone. Uh, the, the promise that we can, somebody can come in and easily transform your business without the business itself having to do a lot of really hard work. I think, you know, I think, I think those have all been exposed as uh, falsehoods. You know, this is really hard work. Uh, I mean, so, so maybe it's the other way, right? I think back in the day, nobody was familiar with these existing. So, you know, I, I personally, and maybe it's because of my background and the courses I took in grad school and the others, this was not something that was foreign to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it was more of a commonsensical approach. It was more of somebody had to guide me to say, this is how you think and this is how you operate. So, um, and I think with, with the amount of resources out there from reading materials and, you know, even even you and I, we've talked about this a lot where it's become a lot more commoditized. Right. <laughs> um, I think that, that low-hanging fruit aspect of things, nobody needs the consultant to come and pluck it for them. So from that aspect, now if a consultant has to come and do, they actually have the really hard things, which even even a, a, an experienced black belt or a master black belt uh, is going to take a while, and it's still not going to be as, as number fantastic as uh, what would have been a low-hanging fruit uh, mm. that would have saved a lots of money. That's right, yep. So, so I think I think that's probably another reason why, for the reason that you know the the scenario that you gave, where these consultants with the with the flashy suits and the whole thing can't necessarily pull off everything because now it's not anymore easy. Right. So, next question: What is the relevant What is the relevance of Lean Six Sigma belts to robotic process automation? Ooh, what is robotic process automation? It seems to be a the latest uh, buzz activity going on in the in the continuous improvement space if i want to call it or in your excellence process excellence phase what do you think this robotic process automation is well when i when i first read this question and i still when i read it i'm thinking you know uh automated assembly of physical robots moving and and picking place parts and assembling them um okay but i think you're talking about more artificial intelligence am uh, i wrong that's what yeah and i mean I, in our world today in the organization that I am, because we don't have manufacturing, right? Uh, it's uh, you know we are in a service industry. It's it's basically yeah. I mean it's a little bit of AI. It's a little bit of hey, I need to do these twenty steps, and these twenty steps need to be repeated every time. And it's almost like I'm going to get carpal tunnel if I do this mm. uh, sort of a scenario. So can I have a robot do this for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know it's it, let's say. You know, if I have to download a data from a database, uh, pivot the data into this, input this one particular field from that pivot into another table, and then summarize that table and put the data into another place and finally create a report uh, or finally create a PowerPoint or whatever that is. Uh, all those aspects which literally doesn't need much thinking, it is a rinse and repeat sort of a process. Mm-hmm. Um, can I teach a robot to do that? And when I have to do that in like a huge volume scale, uh, both the amount of time and the accuracy can probably be 
kept to the same standard or a much, much, much faster, higher standard, um, let me consider that uh, that particular robot to do that. Now, there is definitely an initial upfront cost for the ro- the license for the robot and the and and developing you know the formula on how the robot should activate. But mm-hmm. once that's done, it's pretty much um, you know less than the cost of a full time employee. Okay, um, so what is the Lean Six Sigma? What, what would you say is Lean Six Sigma relevant if uh, something is highly automated in uh, in a pro in a company? One to get to that stage, you still need to define a process, and you still need to figure out what is the ideal way to get this done. So, from that aspect, a belt could you know again, do you need a belt or do you just need a process map and a and a waste identification and simplification of the process? Uh, that that definitely comes into play. And, you know, there's still going to be exceptions and things that are not going to work or there's still going to be defects if it's not set up the right way. So who's going to do the root cause analysis and figure out how you're going to teach the robot to do it the right way or build the exception log so you can get it done. Right. Um, that's, that's and again, do we need a belt to do that? I'm not so sure. But definitely somebody with the skill sets to handle some of those, yeah, that's where I would say uh, those two do interact still. Right. And when when it comes to, you know, deciding whether or not you're going to automate or even if you are already very much automated, uh, having an eye for a waste is still important. So um, don't automate something you shouldn't be doing at all uh, is one thing. So don't automate the waste. Make sure you're only automating value added work. And um, and just because it's automated doesn't mean it's perfect, like you said. So um, there are times when. There are times when you can run the same report over and over and you won't get the same uh, financial results. Sometimes a server will time out and it won't it won't be able to pull all the data. There are there are things happen um, in under, under automation and um, a lot of projects that I've seen do you know do attack those issues as as faults as uh, as projects. Yeah. Okay. Let's I'll read the next one. Go ahead. Is there any alternative for Lean Six Sigma? Hmm. Alternative. Alternative. Well, there's always an alternative. <laughs> the alternative is is uh, uh, business as usual. If you're talking about the company, there's always an alternative to doing nothing. I think Lean and Six Sigma is pretty holistic, and the the toolbox just you just keep adding like what you said. You're adding change execution. You're adding project management. You're adding. Um, so I don't I don't really think there's an alternative, but I think in order to be a an impactful belt, you need project management, you need design thinking, probably agile, um, lean lean six sigma together, and you know change management. Um, but I wouldn't say that any of those would replace the other; they're complementary. Yeah, totally right. And I, I, if you think about it, you know uh, what six sigma is teaching you is part project management and part tools for continuous improvement or problem solving, uh, if you think of it from that aspect. So uh, I, I don't necessarily call it as a replacement or a alternative, but they're probably trying to skin the same problem in different ways, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can always try one or the other. And this is where, again, a, a good belt, like you said, has all has the knowledge of all these and can aptly choose which one makes the best sense for the particular situation or scenario. Right. 
So I think if I want to call anything an alternative, I'd say industrial engineering, right? Because that seems to be the basis for the majority of uh, the Lean Six Sigma methodology. Some of this. Yep, yep, yep. And, you know, there's some things out there, Shane and Red X. Um, they, they all have similar roots. They all talk about Deming. They all have a little bit of uh, statistics in them. But they might they might just twist it a little bit, and certainly they have different marketing that says that they are better uh, than the others. Um, but at the end of the day, they're pretty much all doing this, doing the same thing. Yep. All right. What's next? Uh, do employers care who you get your lean six sigma from? Hmm. This is this is I I think they do care, and I think they care because they don't know any better. Um, I, I've worked you know with companies or. They want to make. They want you to make sure that you got your Six Sigma from a large company like GE or Honeywell or uh, 3M. The branding of the company that you worked for when you became a black belt was important to them. Now, do I think that's right? I don't actually. Um, I think I, I think that working for a company to get your black belt, getting it while while employed within a company is more important than any of these other certifications that you can test for. Um, but other than that, I, I think, hmm, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I think they do care, but a lot of them don't care enough maybe. And they don't know why they care. They just, they just assume that it gives credibility, but it doesn't mean that you actually have skill or don't have skill. Totally. Right. So, you know, I, I had the opportunity to, 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 let's say interview a lot of, a lot of candidates who are applying within our organization. Um, there is definitely, and I'm not the hiring manager, I'm just one of the panel interviewers, but there's definitely difference when, when I see somebody who has worked in an organization and practiced this in an organization, which is reputed like the, you know, you, like the names you rattled out. Mm-hmm. Um, you, there is a different expectation because um, at least when they started off, all of them had some level of standards on what it means to be a Six Sigma program uh, within, or Lean Six Sigma program within that organization. Now, recently, I'm not sure how they are all handling it, so I won't go into the current state, but um, there's definitely a different expectation. Now, to your point, just because the company has standards doesn't mean everybody who is in the program has that standards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, from that angle, you have to really evaluate the person. And a person who is not in any of those companies but has re- really made some good impact understanding the tools and leveraging it properly is, in in many cases, more qualified than somebody who's come from an organization in another place. Mm-hmm. Um, me, personally, I, you know, you, you mentioned the word certification. Um, I really don't care if anybody has a certification or not. Um, I really want to know, can this does this person understand the basics behind it and can they apply it? That's kind of what I look for. So how are you testing that in an interview? Asking them a scenario or asking them to explain with me examples on what they did when they had to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that gives me a clearer picture. And many a time when you ask for, like I usually ask for a case study or what he what he or she's done in their latest project and kind of dig through that. And that, that usually shines a light on whether this person really knows what he or she's talking about. Right. You are listening to E6S Methods Podcast brought to you by E6S Industries. Join us on our website at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. Are you applying for professional certification in your field? 
You'll be happy to learn that all this time you've been streaming Jacob and me into your ears. You've also been earning Continuing Education Units, or CEUs, which can be applied toward most professional certifications. You can do your research, all the math, and figure out which episodes are applicable for which discipline, or you can save yourself the time and hassle and just order a CEU report from us. All you need to do is provide us with which episodes you've listened to, and we'll provide you with a portfolio including details about each episode and a certificate of recognition with a CEU breakdown by competency, including leadership, tactics and tools, strategy deployment, and principles and philosophies. So if you have certification on the mind, start here and save some time. Just go to e6s-methods.com slash CEU to order yours. All right, so I will pick the next one. Which institute is good for Lean Six Sigma training? From ASQ or KPMG? I didn't even know KPMG did Lean Six Sigma training. No, I didn't either. I mean, they're a financial <laughs> services company, right? Or, or a yeah. consultant? I'm, yeah, they're basically one of those. Yeah, they're, they're one of the auditing companies for the most part, financial auditing. But I'm guessing they are definitely a consulting company that does probably like the Deloitte's and the Accentures and everyone else right. um, that have belts. And I'm sure as a rollout plan in any organization, they have a section which does this work. I know ASQ is trying to be the or was attempting to be the global standard for what this could be. But I, I haven't seen the KPMG program and I don't necessarily think ASQ has that great a training program. I'm, but I haven't seen much of their content, so I shouldn't say that. You yeah. might have seen some I mean, of it, right? I haven't, I haven't seen their training program so much, except that it mostly it prepares you to take the test, and mm-hmm. I'm not impressed with the test. So um, I'm gonna say uh, I I could not I could not vouch for either of these. I think that I, I'm 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 really much more of an advocate of the within company training programs, but a lot of those are going away. BMGI is one that it sticks out in my mind as as being fairly quality, uh, but that's um, that's based off of old information. So I don't know. Uh, I'd say maybe even local local colleges at this point, because it seems that every every college has some sort of Lean Six Sigma program where they hire a part time uh, adjunct professor, usually somebody skilled in the art of Lean Six Sigma, to teach their programs. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of like what I was alluding to in my in my schooling time, uh, we didn't necessarily have a program called Lean Six Sigma training, but I was definitely taking a lot of the DOEs and the TQM sort of classes, which is usually content in the training mm-hmm. as a part of grad school courses. So they do exist uh, or they did exist. This is a long, long time ago. Um, and I'm guessing that's just changed. And, you know, they've branded it as a training. Um, at the end of the day, like, you know, like this is something we've covered earlier also, unless you have practice or experience applying it somewhere, a training alone is not going to do you any good. Right. Um, so I think that's the more critical part. Um, if you're a smart person and you're good at reading and learning things, a lot of that you can do yourself. Um, but at the end of the day, it's how do you apply it? That's what's the critical part. Yeah, I think that's really the benefit of the internal programs that I was trying to talk about because if you have an internal a program within your company you're also going to get the commitment to allow you to spend time on an actual project. Whereas if you're going out and you're just, you're buying the training for yourself and then you have to go out volunteer your time with some other organization or hope that your boss lets you work on something in your organization, it actually makes it a lot more difficult and you don't usually have the amount of support you really need to uh, successfully um, you know, make it to the end of, of, 
two projects to to certify, in my opinion. Yep, yep, yep. All right, let me look at the next question. Why is Lean Six Sigma implementer generally external to the organization? I'm not even sure what that means. Well, I think I think what they're alluding to on this question is, it seems, and this is a lot of deployments start off this way, is they get a big consultant to come in to sort of kickstart the program. They have all the they have all the training materials. They have the the consultants on hand, which can help you stand up your management team. They help you decide how you want to hire people. I think I think that's just the model that the consultants created after Motorola and GE did such a great job. A lot of people from these companies went off with all these uh, larger consulting companies, and they, this was part of the promise that they made. And a lot of these bigger companies really do like to rely, I find, like to rely on external consultants to come in and do their transformation. And I have, I have opinions on this. I think it's, I think it's, uh, as a, as a consultant, it's, it's easier in some aspects to make the transformation, but then it's harder because then you, you don't actually, you're not actually enough of part of the culture and you, you miss the grass, the grassroots the grassroots change that is necessary so you can come in and you can you can do the hard work up front but then it just falls flat because you don't have somebody truly vested uh to take to take it the the rest of the way yeah to continue from what you've built or what you started building exactly so i don't see anything wrong with a consultant sort of get helping people get through as a more more of a coach but you really do need to have the people who are already there to take it and make it part of their own Totally. All right. Here you go. How relevant is the Six Sigma or certification, certified Lean Six Sigma Black Belt certification from IASSC? Yeah, you first have to tell me what is IASSC. Oh, it's like the International Association (laughs) for Six Sigma Certification. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Or something like that. I have no idea what it even takes to get a certification from there, but I'm going to say, like I said earlier, um, certification in these things mean nothing to me unless you can show what you've done and how you've done it. Or so, you, ex- you can explain right. how you've done and what you've done. So I, I'd say it's probably equivalent to the ASQ. Uh, I have not taken the IASSC exam. Uh, I've looked at it. it um, but I've also, you know, also read posts from other people who have done some deeper research into this organization and found that its legitimacy is backed by another company that happens to also be owned by the same owner as this company. So it's, it's like anything else. Anybody can claim to be the one true standard. Yep. But nobody is. Yep. All right. What careers are there for lean six Sigma black belts? Oh boy. Oh, what careers are there for lean six Sigma black belts? Well, there's lean six Sigma black belt for one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing what's the career path for a Lean Six Sigma black belt? Maybe I'll add that to that. You know, it's uh, there's there's so many, and I guess the the question is, when you get there, do you want to stay? And that's mm-hmm. I think that's the key question that all black belts need to ask. Is this a is this a a stepping stone to uh, to have some I don't know some sort of rotation experience um, in different parts of the company so I can move on and do what I really want to do? Or is are you are you going to get bit by the bug and say this is what I'm going to continue for the rest of my career? My my 
personal belief is most people should use it as a stepping stone because that's what business really needs. They need somebody with the skills to go into the rest of the part of the business and con continually have an eye for continuous improvement, waste, and making sure that we use data-driven decisions. And I think a small part of people should continue on with a, um, a specialized project uh, view where you go in and you act as a consultant to uh, do some part-time work, at, you know, mercenary kind of thing, a yeah, hired yeah. hand to come in and, and fix problems. Um, but I do, I really do think that it's only a, a limited people that should take uh, that that career path. You know, I, I've I've been in this for ten years plus now, mm -hmm. and uh, is uh, what is a career here? I am for the most part, I feel like I built my career on this now. Uh, but there's the the beauty of what I like is you get exposed depending on which organization how you get lined up. Um, you get exposed to many different kinds of projects, so. Um, do you have an opportunity, depending on which project you are and how much of an ownership you take, to learn different parts of the business? And in the process of doing that, as long as you're doing a fantastic job, you know, I've been asked multiple times, hey, why don't you come join our team permanently and do this? Mm -hmm. Not as a black belt, but as something else. Right. So I think, I think the avenues are wide open if you're looking at it from a career pathing perspective. But I tend to keep enjoying the fact that I still get to learn more. I still have much more opportunity to even understand the business aspect of things a lot more by being in this role. Mm -hmm. So I've continued. So I think in general, as if you think of career path, options are quite widely out there. If Even if you're staying in this particular path of continuing as a master black belt or something else, you always have, you know, I, I see like Aaron, you were pointing out, a lot of people going into the faculty side of teaching this in some form or fashion. Mm -hmm people doing research in these spaces and trying to see what are the newer, later techniques that can be improved or created from this. So lots lots and lots of opportunities, I would say. I'd say it opens more doors than closes them, for sure. Yeah. All right. I'm going to skip this next one. <laughs> you don't like that one? Come on. <laughs> no, uh, it's not necessarily like that one. Do top management consulting firms value candidates with a Lean Six Sigma Green Belt certification? I'd say no. But, <laughs> I, I, my answer is going to be that, again, probably because they're smarter and they know what exactly they're training on and it means nothing <laughs> Yeah, with just a certification. So and, I, I think they look for your experience more than anything else. Yeah, and, and management consulting firms, typically, they, they, they wouldn't even value a master black belt certification. They're not as interested in, in true um, tactical competency in, in these things they they are looking for people who can talk the talk they mm -hmm. can walk the walk enough mm -hmm. but more more importantly most of them also have to be able to sell because the mm -hmm. the consultants that co into management consultant firms they give a little but they only give enough to make the next level of sale um it, well it, that's that's a little bit too over generalized but they are also salesmen so Whenever, whenever they get into a company, they start searching for other opportunities where they can bring either more people in or extend the amount of uh, time that they can they, they can live there. Yep. So a lot of I times agree. they'll go after Ivy League schools and they'll sell they'll brand you know their folks. You know some some people some of these top consulting companies they they hire new hires like right out of Yale and Harvard who have never done any consulting before and they just say pretend like you know what you're doing. And that's their mm -hmm. job. Yep. All right. Awesome. 
I have to admit, most of these questions were asked back in 2015, 2016, maybe even earlier, 2014. If any, um, any of the listeners have new questions that they want to ask, uh, go ahead and just email them to, to me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N at e6s-methods.com, and we'll, we'll answer them on a future episode. Perfect. Thanks for listening to episode 182 of the E6S Methods podcast. Stay tuned for episode 183 for the second half of Questions from Quora Answered. Don't forget to click like or dislike for this episode in show notes. Tap click done. If you have a question, comment, or advice, leave a note in the comments section or contact us directly. Feel free to email me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at esuccess-methods.com or on our website, we reply to all messages. If you heard something you like, then share us with a friend or leave a review. Didn't like what you heard? Join our LinkedIn group and tell us why. Don't forget, you can find notes and graphics for all shows and more at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. If you're not climbing up, you're falling down.